Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Alright, hello everybody, and welcome to, we're going to say Legends of Greyskull, episode 93, because that is a screen that I put up, and that's what we're doing. Is it Legends? Is it an off-world? I don't know. You decide. I'm here, once again, Matthew Dooch. We got a full house tonight, folks. We ain't got time for the full introduction. I got Sean in the middle, making a Matt and Jesse sandwich. Jesse Arnold on the other side, the bread to Sean's meat. And uh, down below us, we got a couple hitchhikers from the south. We've got the wonderful Curtis Ackerman and Will White. Billy Beige, the Beige Bomber. How we doing tonight, gentlemen? Oh, <laughs> oh well, it's, we're gonna make it legendary. <laughs> legendary, the beige bomber. I will say, just a little pre-warning: this one might go a little more R-rated uh, than our usual episodes. So, um, yeah, this is probably not gonna be the family-friendly episode. Uh, Buckle in, lads. We're going to have some fun. Shiver me, Timbers. Yarp. 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 Ooh, a dog. Yarp? I think. Is that a dog? Yeah. Or it's, it's either it's a, dog a dog or a skunk. Oh, it's a go. gremlin. There we go. Oh, oh, it is a gremlin. Yeah. It's like no He's like two steps away from Fuzz Monk. Yeah. Just with that look yeah. on his face. Uh, what? Where? Yeah, <laughs> the call of his people. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen that many in, in person ever. Oh, I've never seen. Hey, what, what, what do you like? What are, what are we doing here, man? What's what's going on? I'm letting you guys roll because. Oh my god! I got left Legion's behind. Legion's on 2022. <laughs> But yes, oh, right. you guys all got to go to Legion's Con 2022. Sean's wearing his nice exclusive shirt. I've already, we've already spied some fun background stuff uh, in Billy's house. Uh, Curtis just lives in the Mythic Museum. And uh, yeah. Jesse's in his usual nightclub with his cabal. That is the limited edition color, I assume, from uh, Legion's Con? No, this is uh, from uh, uh, Len LaGuardia. This is just the pre-order hoodies he gotcha. had before the show. Gotcha. Primo hoodies. Yeah, mm-hmm. soft, comfy. It's actually a little too hot to have on right now, but, you know, here we are. Here we We made a decision. That's why I chose this. Otherwise, I would have gone the same room. Very mm-hmm. nice. So, before we jump into that, let's uh, talk to our guests here, because we have not had them on before. So, real quick, guys, uh, Curtis, why don't you go first, because I looked at you first. Uh, Just give us a quick background of you, kind of, what you grew up with, what brought you into Mythic Legion specifically now, and, uh, yeah, go. Okay. Uh, I'm a big Motu guy from, you know, as far back as I can remember. Um you know, those, those were my number one toys growing up. Um, you know, dabbled in quite a few other lines as, as most of us did in the eighties. Um, so I've got a garage kind of full of some vintage stuff, but Motu was always my number one. And, 
you know, that led me right into mythics because I was a listener of podcasters of the universe. Um, otherwise is known as a uh, legends of gray school 1.0. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they did a video one time, uh, re- reviewing one of the mythic Legion tribute figures. It was the, the Hordak tribute, the Lord Dragul. And I fell in love. Um, I talked to Steven. He actually sent me one of those figures and it was on. So I kind of dove headfirst in the legions. I've been in the line since early 21. Um, been customizing almost that whole time. Um, and just recently I started working with Wolf King Customs. So about the last four months or so, I've been doing some painting with them as well as helping running their Facebook page, The Wolf Den. Very nice. And, uh, Will, how about you? Uh, growing up, when you it was say like, it's on, <laughs> who, what? <laughs> no, but it was uh, a lot of yards. Is there a lag? Am I lagging? You're lagging. <laughs> you seem fine on my end. But it was a, it was a lot of yard sale stuff, uh, a lot of like hand-me-down toys and things like that, finding like G.I. Joe's, a lot of Mo2 stuff. Um, God, a lot of like when uh, 2000X came out, that like really kind of reunited stuff. A lot of Spawn figures. Absolutely. And at the time, between that and Toy Fair, that's when I found out about the Four Horsemen some. And, uh, you know, going through college and everything, that kind of like drifted off, but then coming back and like, Falling into classics a little bit, just a little bit, not like a big money pit, but then like discovering mythics for like one minute on Big Bad Toy Store, picking up Krona and the Skeleton Legion Builder 2. I was like, oh, these are really neat. But then it just kind of didn't go too far. Then the pandemic happened, started like going back in the Mo2, trying to find a podcast to listen to. All of them kind of had where they died off, it seemed like, at that time or before then. Yeah. Except Poe 2. Poe 2 is there, and that kind of started going. like duh, 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 duh. And then they started talking a little bit about myth, uh, like Travis on there, yep. Mythic Legion, Corn Boy a little bit, and that led me to why my wife is going to kill me. And then through the pandemic was listening to that and then like trying to find some of these older figures on eBay and then like actually getting in a pre-order with like the Alithia wave, like heads up there and then catching up and just Facebook groups, memes, whole bunch of BS. And then I ended up going to Legion's Con and intern for a day, piggybacking on Curtis. And it was, it was fantastic. And I'm just like, there's so much more I can be doing. And I'm like, God, I got to start, I got to start doing stuff again. Um, not literally piggybacking. That was on. my question. <laughs> and I wanted to see pictures. No. <laughs> No. I literally <laughs> piggybacked on Mark uh, Anthony House Seal though putting up Lynn's booth. I was like, "Give me a piggyback ride." And he was like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yes." And uh, that was a very proud moment uh, running in between uh, Walter and Eric Treadway, going, uh, "I am master. He is blaster." <laughs> <laughs> I think I made an impression before the power bomb. So. Yeah. Okay. That was after the power bomb. Uh, <laughs> it's all a blur like, at this. In point. the floor. Oh my god. <laughs> so guys, uh, why don't? So we got caught up here, Curtis and Will. 
how did everyone, what was everybody, well first of all, this was everybody's first Legion's Con, right? No one went last year? Uh, no, just me and I will been, but Jesse and Sean did, oh, right? Oh, Jesse and Sean did, yes, didn't did. you? Yes, we did. We, we did an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I wasn't there, so it means nothing to me. He's like, Tur- man, sometimes you're turning into Travis, and now you're turning into Jeremy, where you're just like, I don't remember things. I don't, I don't. It's been a long time. It's, it's kind of like Christmas Carol throughout the night. <laughs> different versions of my wife is going to kill So Sean and Jesse, having gone to last year's PowerCon, power damn it, oh, God. going to last year's Legion's Con, like I just said you did, uh, what uh-huh. were your what were your expectations going into this year? More, <laughs> like I don't know. It's like you go to McDonald's, yeah. you order a fry, <laughs> sure, like your meal, and they're like, "Do you want it regular or, or large?" And you're yeah. like, "Sure, I'll take a large." So it's like you know you're gonna like the regular size, but then the large just has more fries in it. So it's like it's not really a surprise. But it's more. It's I, more of like, what you love. I mean, well, now, mm-hmm. I'm not really for you, Jesse. It, 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 I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but last year at this time, you went to Legion's Con, but you really didn't know like the Horsemen necessarily, or you haven't even discovered like the podcast yet, like Wig Tickum and all that, had you? No, uh, Sean had talked about them, but like it was kind of like white noise in right. my ear because. Like, podcasts were like, eh, people talking. Um, if I can't talk or participate, I'm not interested. And that's why I listen to some of these things now is because they do the live things and it's a little more interactive. But, uh, um, yeah, so he was talking about excited to meet those guys and, you know, all these names. I think the only names I knew going into it were, co- I was like, what's a corn boy? Yeah. And then um, Jeremy Gerard and, and Nikki Nicole. Cheney were the only like names I knew going into the the convention really. And Sean, what what do you expect? Um, so I didn't get to go to the very first Legion's Con, but right. last year's last year's I thought was fine. I didn't have a, yeah. I, I thought it was a good one for a one day event. Hmm. There was plenty to see. You could go through the the whole area multiple times. And you'd still find something that would grab your attention. There'd be, you know, somebody that was selling customs or a painter that you'd want to, like ML Whitman, when he came out last year, there were a lot of people coming over and just wanted to talk to him because it was like, holy crap, we got a guy from Sweden showing up because he loves these things so much. This time around, it was, it was almost like, uh, like three times what it felt to do it last year. And I was not prepared for how packed the place was going to be. That was nuts. Like I, w- I was very surprised by that. And it, it, nothing against the hotel, nothing against the planning. It's just between last year and this year, the word has been out on these figures and the horsemen and mythic legions, cosmic legions. So there are more people interested in this line, which is great, but Wow. I it was like standing room only, depending what uh, what aisle you were in sometimes and stuff. And uh, you know, I I was very impressed with it. And the amount of people that came out was significant, as in the creators. But 
I found it funny that within the first day, Jeremy was like, yeah, I, we, we already outgrew this place. We need yeah. to find a bigger place next year. And that's, that's awesome. You know, like bigger, I don't need it to be bigger to be better, but if it brings more talent and more people and, you know, more guests and things like that. Yeah. And also they had the, uh, the sessions during the days, which they did not have last time around. So that made it special for a lot of people. I know, uh, Lens, uh, Wolfkin Customs panel went over really well with a lot of people and Curtis was involved with that. And so was Jesse. And, uh, like even the, the, my wife is going to kill me had their panel. It, it, and Nate had a panel and all that. I mean, it was, it was definitely more of a convention. The last one felt more like it was a family reunion. This mm-hmm. one felt like it's a legit convention now. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Very nice. And uh, Will and Curtis, having not gone before, you know, what were you hoping for? Especially going your first time and you're a bit more involved, like with the Wolf King Customs and all that. Um, for for me, I fully expected that I was going to get overwhelmed. And there were times where I was. Um, you know, I... I struggle with I've got a panic disorder so I struggle with with having panic attacks every now and then and um I, I would say for the most part kept it pretty well in check but you know like you get to certain points like we were there for intern and like you're just waiting for them to open the doors and you're looking around and you're seeing all these faces of people that you've talked to online like some of them I've talked to for years and you've never actually met before um, in person. And so it was just very surreal, the whole experience. Um, and then the intern event was phenomenal. Um, I know this year they had to do a lottery for it yep. because there was so much interest. Um, I'm expecting they're probably going to do that in future years. Anybody that hasn't done that, I would you know, really strongly encourage you if, if you're interested in these figures or this line or even the horsemen, or, or just toys in general, I would encourage you to sign up for it because it was amazing. They did um, a tour of their facility, which was really cool. Then they did uh, a session where we actually got to see Eric Treadway do some sculpting, like just starting from a ball of clay and, and kind of sculpting that out into a character. Uh, we got to do a painting session with Cameron and Sherry. And then there was a session with uh, Nate Barch on the box art and Trevor Williams on the photography. So... I mean, really seeing what they do from start to finish was really awesome there. Um, then, you know, second day G-Con, which I'm sure we'll get into that new wave, but it was just big hitter after big hitter. It was like, man, like they can't top this. And then they would top it with the next figure. It was, it was the craziest G-Con I've ever seen. And to be there in person and be able to see those figures was amazing. Um, and then you get to the actual Legion's Con event on the weekend. And like Sean said, it was just so packed. Like, I know there's tables that I didn't get to see across two days. And that sounds crazy, but it was just, it was so big and we were so busy and it, it was just hard to get around. Um, so I know like Jeremy had already said, like this year's floor for the convention was like 6,000 square feet and next year's is 20,000. Um, I don't. And, and he said that doesn't mean that he's adding that many more vendors, but I think they just need to space it out a little bit more and, and have, um, you know, he's talking about, I think, changing the floor plan a little bit. So I think that'll help out a lot, but there was so much great stuff there. And, um, 
you know, I'll get into some more of kind of what my expectations were for Legion's Con as we go, but it, it blew me away. It was nothing to what I expected. Yeah, for me, it was like just Legion's Con itself, not even talking about intern for a day in G-Con yet. Like just the two days for Legion's Con was, there was so much going on, it was overwhelming. Like, like he said, there was there was tables I never even got to. Like I was posting stuff on Instagram, talking to people and everything. Like if they had like their own kind of toy line going on, like Matt Rod or Jason Bienbu, um, even like uh, Lay Tank Studios where they were doing their own like heavy into customs and like the the troll stuff and everything. Both days I was bolting around, taking pictures of all that stuff. Still did not get everything. I like I I was making sure like Eric Miller had like his customs the Wolf King table on the uh, opening night. Didn't even get to go by there and look at stuff. It was right at the corner. Didn't even make it. But there was in the breakout sessions. I made one. I made one breakout session. It was my wife is going to kill me one, but it was like, oh, make sure get this gets over here and get like that. There was so much going on in two days. Like, if there was something you want to do, you had to plan for it. You had to be sure you're going to be there. But like, it was there was you were not going to be bored. There was not a free moment to be bored. Always something just to keep your attention to everything. Wonderful. Very nice. So let's let's back up a minute here because I think I kind of I kind of glossed over. So now you, Curtis and Willie, you guys went the uh, planes, trains, automobiles route to get to Legion's Con, correct? Yep. yep. Yes, you did. So if you if you feel comfortable sharing your home location, feel free. But about how far of a drive did you have in total? Mine was nine, about nine and a half to ten hours, depending on stops. But I try to cruise it uh, from South Mississippi to Missouri, where he was at. Okay. And then from there it was about fourteen and a half to fifteen hours to New Jersey. Yeah, it's fourteen hour drive, fourteen and a half hour drive. Right. But with stops and everything, it ended up being more like seventeen. Um, it was just when you're driving that long. Um, I mean, I. I drink a lot of water, so yep. I had to stop quite often to, to use the facilities. But then on top of that, it's just like you, you just got to stretch your legs every yep. now and then and just, you know, kind of walk around. Otherwise, it's, it's just not good. So, but yeah, it was, so it was, you know, basically 17 hours in the car for me. But for Billy, it was more like 27 hours in the car out of probably 30. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He, he had a lot of ride, and I had a lot of driving, but we got there in one piece, and you know, worked out. Pennsylvania tried to stop us with all that fog. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! It was. It was one of those things where we stopped really counting miles or hours, and we started counting states. Yeah. It was like, okay, Missouri's done, Illinois's done, Indiana's done, Ohio's done. West Virginia was like a blink of an eye, and then we hit Pennsylvania, yeah. and it was like. Like that was it. Like so you are, long, you are oh. stuck in this state for the next two days. <laughs> so over hills, mountains, and under them too. It was just like yeah. I'm under the blue mountain. What's going on? <laughs> and I actually, I I remember before. Well, actually, before you got interned for a day, me and you were actually talking about yep. cruising up there together, which. Would have been epic in and of itself, but probably would have added like four hours to yeah, your that... drive, because I'm up in northern Indiana, and I'm sure you guys cut across down south. Yeah, that was the plan was to pick you up, and then and then we got intern, and that kind of changed things, and then 
I actually reached out to Jesse because I didn't know who Jesse was bringing. Yeah. And I thought if he was bringing you, that would be perfect. We would still just stop and pick yep. you up. But, but then uh, he said something about he liked Sean better. I don't know. There yep. was like a yep. whole More handsome, thing. And... cuddling, <laughs> yep, all that. They, uh... No, he said you couldn't get off work. Otherwise, that yep. would have worked out perfectly. But, yeah, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was a good time. So long drive. I didn't want to do it on the way back for sure. <laughs> um, but but we made it. The way back is always hard. Oh, that says it all. Just that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, so now, having done oh, well. it, will you drive again next year, or will you be looking at planes? I'm going to drive again next year, but I'll probably be. I know my wife's going with me. Yeah, my son may go with me too. He, um, my oldest son is thirty. He's uh, in medical school, and he is also into legions. He lives in California, so he may end up flying out here and then driving with us to Legions Con and making the trip. So, uh, I'm definitely driving. I'm definitely going with my wife. Just not sure if any of my other kids are going with me. Um, Next year, uh, it could be either flying, driving, or trekking. But like next year, the next person I gotta make sure it makes a Legion Con is Zombie Thirteen. I gotta make sure he somehow gets there because he he's just spitting distance from me. Okay. And like it was great seeing customs and setting those up here, but next year, he's the next one that's getting there. Yeah, Zombie's good people. Drag I, I would have loved to see him there this year, and I definitely want to see him there next year. Yeah, and we can't remind to do it. <laughs> we can't gloss over the fact that it was a sold out show. I mean, they moved mm. to the big the big hotel and they sold out, which I don't think anybody was expecting uh, for them to actually reach max capacity. So that that's huge. Well, um, and the, and the big thing was is that nobody left. Like it wasn't like right. You know, it wasn't like a convention where you sell. You know. 800, 1,000 tickets, and then people come in, they do their shopping and leave. Everybody stayed. So, Mm -hmm. like, we had, it was a really weird experience because, like, Friday night's supposed to be set up. It's just supposed to be the exhibitors setting things up. And then, you know, next thing you know, some exhibitors start shopping off of each other's tables. Time then all of a sudden, Right. Then then you start seeing some attendees. Coming in the room that aren't supposed to be there. <laughs> Where, starts, where's Greg? Is Greg going to bounce these guys? Yeah. yeah. Then you start seeing some people come in the room that aren't even attendees. They have no badge whatsoever, and it's like, okay, this is not free for all. Like, like, hey, what's mm-hmm. going on over here? Yeah. So, <laughs> so midway through Saturday night, midway through Saturday night, like selling was in full effect, and it just continued on all the way through Sunday. Like there was. My expectation going in, and I had talked to some other, you know, people in the customizing 3D part world, was really we didn't think there was going to be a lot of money in that room because, and and the reason I say this because last year the there was one exclusive which was a Sir Gerard and it was yep. a fifty dollar figure and you could only get one. This year they had two different exclusives. You get two each. You're talking three hundred dollars out of your pocket right from the start, plus hotel, plus airfare or travel or whatever. So we're like, you know, I don't know how much how much money. I don't know what these people do for a living, but <laughs> there was money all weekend. Like there, it didn't slow down. People were shopping from Friday night all the way till Sunday afternoon, and it just didn't stop. 
So it was really good. Um, I think that from what I could tell, pretty much every vendor did well there, um, which means that vendors want to come back. You know, it's 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 one thing for the Four Horsemen and for Legion Shop, um, you know, to be successful. But for each of the vendors to be successful, too, means they want to come back. And I think that's what happened. We were kind of making guesses that, like, on, like, when Sunday came along, that would be, like, where it starts to tail off. That's where it's, like, okay, you know. If people aren't making money, they're going to start slashing prices or, like, yep. tables will be empty where they moved out. Like, okay, go ahead and get it. No, just this jam-packed ton of people. It, honestly, if it didn't have where there was, like, actual badges given, I'm sure it would have been even more people. Like, uh, how, like, what was it, the PowerCon? Well, they had tickets there at PowerCon, too. But what was the previous? Well, I guess it was Legion's Con last year. Where just people just kept coming from New Jersey ToyCon, just in there from the tickets and sales from that, just kept going and going. If it was like that, oh, it would that floor you wouldn't be able to walk in the hall like the uh, the lobby. It'd been packed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the difference here with the way that they ran the event this year was everybody was in there for the Legion's parts, so it wasn't. Yeah. You know, there's certain shows, and I know Len talks about this a lot. There's certain shows that they do, whether it's Solo Con or, or Toy Con, where you're having to educate people on what Mythic Legion line is, what the Four Horsemen do, how the, the, the bodies pop apart, how you can mix and match these things. Legion's Con is not a convention where you need to do that. Everybody knows this stuff. They're here to shop, and it's just a matter of giving them what they want. Some people are looking for dios. Some people are looking for spell effects and lights and, and, you know, painted heads and full customs and unpainted parts. Whatever you want, it's there. And, you know, you just got to find it. And the people going there, they know the names. They're like, oh, it's Anthony House Seal and the Toy Forge. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's Lynn LaGuardia and the Wolf King Custom Crew. It's, yeah. they, they go there to see the people, too. Everyone saw Emil. He was like, he yeah. was Swedish. Santa, like kids were going up to him and just being like, "Oh, Mister Emil," he's like, "Oh, stay creative, keep your dreams." It was yeah. great. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it was really sweet actually. <laughs> oh, he had a few moments where because uh, he was right on the uh, across the way from Jesse's table, mm-hmm. so when I'd stop by to see him, then I'd see Emil and he'd be like interacting with kids and he'd get down on his knees and talk to them and stuff, and I'm like, that. That's so much cred because, you know, for a creator and for somebody who, you know, they're, they're there to do their table, they might not do that. They might not take the time to do that. But he, I think it's the whole, he sees a kindred spirit in their awe and their, you know, excitement to be there and what he's doing. And he wants to keep fostering that, nurture it. So I saw at least two or three times with him just taking the time with those kids and stuff. And it's like, there's a reason he is as special to the Legion's fans as mm. he is. And when you see him in person, he does not disappoint. He actually makes your heart fuller for that. Reason. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some legitimate superstars in our world, you know, that we're, you know, and Emil's one of those, like everything he touches turns to gold. He can animate, he can draw, he can sculpt, he can paint. But then on top of that, he's just a good dude. Like, he's just yeah. really down-to-earth, sweet guy that cares about everybody. And it's like, there was, and, and he, he's not the exception. Like, there's so many people in that room that are the same way. I met so many like, people this weekend that I was like, man, 
like how are you so good and perfect and talented and <laughs> and it was just like there was a lot of them there so uh yeah, it was it was a really awesome experience like I, I never got a chance to meet Patrick Boyle before this at all I'm like that dude that dude's aces mhm mhm wonderful guy and, and meeting like Jeremy Gerard in person and I was like oh my god he's he's like half an inch shorter than me oh my god <laughs> 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 but just seeing this man like every time on like mythic conversations and stuff on a Wednesday he's just there larger in life but then seeing walking into that exhibitor hall and him seeing Curtis and seeing this man sprint like like he is moving too fast for his frame sprint towards Curtis to give him a hug. I was like, this is pure joy. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. He's fast. Yeah. <laughs> and now Jess, Jesse, you had a booth there with yes. a dio. Um, now when you had sent me pictures of this dio, an amazing work, by the way. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. I would love to have something like that in my house, but actually seeing it set up because you you really you really just took pictures of the dial when you shared it with us, but seeing it set up with you standing beside it and how massive it truly is, yeah, like I did not realize the scale properly or I did not appreciate it properly. Um, I, I so, remember seeing pictures of the dial before you in person with any figures on it. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's like... Yeah. Oh, this is the size of your, like, Xylonia statue. Right. No, no. <laughs> no, it's like a human torso. Mm-hmm. With a horn. Yeah. So I not, number one, how was it transporting it and getting it set up? And I mean, that that, that must have been interesting. Um, it, it, it's... Because it's mostly foam, so it wasn't... Yeah. It's It's fairly light i mean and sean helped carry it and stuff so like other than being so my initial plan was i'm gonna make the dial half the size of the table because we got the table measurement so yeah i had these boards at work i was like i'll cut two of them that are each half the size i'll put one out one day one the other and i'll just see what i build um and it they just the one kind of came out exactly how i expected the the steps with the like the Stonehenge thing. Yeah. It's meant to be more just, you know, risers to display an array of characters. But the other, excuse me, I started putting out an idea and then I, I had images of uh, the Angkor Wat temple from uh, Cambodia. It's in like the Tomb Raider movie where it's got like the tree yeah. roots coming down. It, it was, that was kind of the initial inspiration. And, and then I was like, oh, instead of tree roots, I'll make a, a statue of Xylona or something. And Sorry, I feel like there's something crawling around my face. Uh, and it just kind of went overboard. And, you know, it was all first-time <laughs> stuff doing it. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I might as well do something big that... Um, like, it wasn't intentionally done to, like, people could see it around the room. But I was like, I just want to make something big, you know, that's impressive to the figures. And, yeah. No, it looks awesome. It looks like one of the kind of naturally for. I mean, the 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 detail and it's amazing. Like I said, it's it just it looks it looks like something that was carved over eons, you know, or you know, centuries, and uh, you know, it fits right in with the flock, which I know is your favorite faction. So I hope I hope was you 
you set up, this was your first time setting up uh, as a vendor, so how'd that all go? Did mm-hmm. you have good reception and everything? Oh, absolutely. The The only even, like, remotely negative thing I have to say is, like, Friday night, the setup, like, because I had not set everything up before and I was featuring stuff for two other guys mm-hmm. um, that, that um, one of them wasn't there, uh, I was stressed out to, like, get everything set up properly. Um, I didn't mind. Everybody that came in was very nice and nobody was rude or discourteous or anything. It just, it was like, wait, this isn't supposed to be happening. And that just threw off my... <laughs> my very focused yeah. brain on what was happening. Um, and yeah, someone was like, Oh, it's 10 o'clock. This was supposed to end an hour ago. I was like, it's 10 o'clock. I was like, didn't we just start setting up like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> We'd been in there for like five hours. Um, but no, it was great. Um, it, it was, it was hard to get out from where my table was. It was hard to like get out to the floor. Um, uh, so I didn't get out as much uh, as I would have liked to just because it was easier just to stay back there than rather than switch off with, with Sean or Mark who was there to, to with his stuff. But um, yeah, my only real regret was not getting to go around and like talk to people or like that Friday night setup that Jeremy was the way he was talking about that experience, how that was going to go. I don't think turned out the way, at least the way I imagined it from his description. Um so yeah, I, I, I yeah I saw a couple people stuff here and there, you know, before we kind of got chased out Saturday Friday night, and then a little bit Saturday morning, a little bit Sunday morning. Um, but yeah, yeah I know. Great. I know what you mean though, Jesse, because I I think that like the way that Jeremy was describing the way I thought it was going to be kind of a very intimate setting Friday. There was going to be just the vendors, you know, we'd be able to kind of hang out and talk and this and that. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's, you know, 500 people in the room all trying to shop while you're trying to set up. So it was, it was a little chaotic and I don't think that was the way that it was intended, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. I guess when people (laughs) want their legions, they're not going to be stopped. So just, just a doorman next year. Just need a guy who's on the door. That would have been great. Yeah. If we, if there was somebody at the door just making sure that the only people in there had exhibitor badges would be great, but. Yeah, somebody um, who's good at power bombing, maybe. To uh, yeah, keep maybe maybe well, there somebody was some. Who... Uh, uh, was it Chris? Chris Emmert, I think, was his name. Was sitting at the door Saturday morning, making yeah. dinner people only with badges that were allowed in. So, like, yeah, I don't know if something just fell through. Someone didn't get there in time, or it just with yeah, the maybe, excitement of everything. Someone just maybe didn't, for I mean, next year, if they can get somebody with like a cop haircut to kind of just sit yeah. there Friday night. <laughs> just, well, I know. You know God, I hope they so. Joked about, I I hope so. <laughs> they joked about Greg being the bouncer, but like Greg was on like cloud nine, nine billion. His homage figure was unveiled. Like he yeah. he'd probably let like, you know, anybody walk in there that day. <laughs> Yeah, after after GCon, he was on such a high he didn't need anything out of his pocket. So um, <laughs> Greg, Greg didn't need to dip into his personal stash that day. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's go let's go to intern. Let's go let's go intern first. Uh, Sean, you've been before. No mm. one else has, correct? Yep, had been before this day. Well, so. So I, I do hope this year, Sean, you were able to procure me the Cyclone 2-Up, correct? 
Technically, it's still the same I have a photo. That's all you're getting. (laughs) They wouldn't let me leave with a... One thing I ask of you. You just got to have good enough trade bait. Yes. Yeah. uh, And they don't have... I I don't have anything those guys want. They have everything I want. That's the problem. Yes. I I will say that those two ups... That those two ups are the thing that I wanted to see the most yeah. out of anything else at the studio. Even like watching them paint or anything, and they did not disappoint. Those two ups are phenomenal. That's Stratos. Yeah. Um, and they they yeah. they not only obviously the sculpts which translated well to the figures, but they have the original intended paint schemes because the horsemen yeah. painted the two ups themselves. Um, that they should have gotten. And I remember being in, I was in high school when that line was premiered. And I remember printing off at home pictures from the Comic-Con of those two-ups. Because, you know, that I thought that was the only way I, I, you, you know, I'd be able to keep them and everything. And, you know, we had Toy Fair, but that was, that was about it. And even really by the time that got shown off, it was the production paints and everything, so... But yeah, it was an exciting time, and those two-ups take you right back to that time, because nobody yeah, I, does that anymore. I can't remember which, it was one of the He-Man documentaries, and I don't know remember which one it was, but one of them, I saw, they were interviewing a guy, and behind him was the Trap Jaw two-up. Yeah. And I remember, like, I would I would watch it and rewind it and watch it, and I'm <laughs> like, what, what is that? Like, what the fuck is behind him? I need, whatever that is, I need that. And I would search eBay, and I had no idea what a two-up was at the time. So I'm right. like, there's got to be this huge trap jaw somewhere because I've seen it. It's behind this guy in this documentary. Right. But yeah, seeing it firsthand was awesome. The, the saddest part about those is that over time, they will break. Yeah. yeah. So between April when I was there and just last weekend, like uh, there was a little more chipped away on the Skeletor uh, statue. Tila had her arm, her hand from the uh, wrist, basically on the ground and yeah. in her, her case, and like uh, Cyclones, Stratos, Clawful. Those were pretty much intact. But some of the heavy hitters that I would have really wanted to grab first. No offense to Cyclone, but just he's not my guy compared to yeah. Gimme Trapjaw, Gimme Skeletor first. And those definitely have like the. You know they've aged, which which is really sad for me because those things are just absolute art. Well, and especially the the Skeletor, that's the NECA statue, and those things are notoriously brittle. Because I have actually they're right there. I can see them. You can't uh, Skeletor and Clawful out of that line, and yeah, Skeletor like one of his fingernails came off. A lot of the little they came with little accessory pieces for the stands, and a lot of those have just kind of. I haven't even handled them. They just, I'll come over and it's like, oh, that just disintegrated. Cool. Yeah, they had both of them there. They had the uh, the NECA statue and they had the two up of the Skeletor from uh, 2000X. Nice. And it just went on top of each other and it was just like, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> what a great And uh, what was it? I'm, I'm sorry I'm blanking on the toy line right now, but horse, the four horsemen had it for a minute there and they got some of their figures out. Power Lords? Um, but the prototype. Huh? Power Lords? No, no, no! It's, it's it's this guy. That is Power Lords. Yeah, Power Lords. Okay, there we go, Power Lords. I never like I had only seen like maybe like their first prototype yeah. of the figure for him, mm-hmm. and it was there. It was there. I got to see it, 
got to see the other stuff they didn't put out, and I'm just like, <laughs> I can only hope they have the, like, get to crazy designs like this in Cosmics. I can only hope. Well, the, the beauty of, uh, the beauty of Eric Treadaway is the guy that helped create the Power Lords line is one of his influences, basically. He brought that up in, he brought it up when I was there in April about, I forget the man's name, unfortunately, but he, he name dropped him and said, you know, that guy did such a good job of, you don't know what an alien is, and he went completely off the radar of all the stuff that you would picture, and he's doing all sorts of crazy stuff, and I feel like he's really going for it with that line in particular. Because he had where he did a book on aliens, and he did a book on yeah. fantasy, and it's just like, the designs are so out there, like you said. Yeah. Just, I can't, I can't yeah. wait for the cosmics, but things like that, and seeing the stuff they do for like even like uh, Broadway and stage plays and just pro- just prop stuff. There were yeah. like shelves that people walked by where it was just this is a 3D printed like block and tackle. There was for some reason uh, chicken feet everywhere. 3D printed chicken feet and it was various sizes. Like there was little small ones. There was a set of earrings. There was a lamp. There was a back scratcher. It was a lot of the same chicken foot. It was <laughs> this little in joke thing going on there. I'm like this is so weird. And they had the uh, I can't I'm blanking on the name of the play, but uh, Samuel L. Jackson was involved in it, and they did the piano for it. Um, and they had the picture right on the wall where it had Samuel L. Jackson and all the signature stuff like that. And they showed us the 3D printing area, and it had where they were printing up just like a a one twelfth scale to one six scale, one six scale version of the piano. It's just like they do all this other stuff besides toys, and it's yeah, mind blowing. So what was what was each of your guys' favorite uh, session during intern? I'll let you go first, Curtis, because I think it's gonna be mine too. I think mine was the painting with Cameron. Um, what he, was? It, did, is that where you got like the little bust and you got to paint it, or was this a different? No, that was we got to do like there was a separate session at the end of the day that was like where you gotcha. do the painting. That was really fun, and I didn't know if I was going to paint mine. And then once I got it in my hand, I had to put paint to it. Uh, <laughs> but the when we went on the painting one, they kind of broke us out. Half went to Sherry, half went to Cameron. We were with Cameron, and just listening to Cameron talk about. Um, a, it was really cool just to hear how he started with Forestman. He, he hasn't been there that long, and so kind of how he got his job there. But then, Duncan like, Rota. how they go about painting the prototypes <clears throat> and the the collaboration between the sculptors and the painters on, you know, what it should look like and different paint techniques that they try. It was really cool. I really enjoyed that a lot. So. Yeah, just all his tips on just going like, hey, you know, you – you may not need an airbrush, but pick one up. Learn learn how to use it. Just have where you get over there and mess with it some. And just seeing like all the the things that he does and just going over like he he had a what was it like an alder antler. He, he had a, an alder antler, and he just had different spots on there where he was doing different types of paint for the bones for the Necronominus wave. He's like, okay, that one's this is the 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 bone color of Necronominus. This is what's going to, this could be right here. And we went over this and this, and this didn't look right. This is more towards the deluxe lesion builders. Just, we're just that's it. Now, it was now we don't, we don't all have an alder antler just laying around that we can use for paint samples. But the <laughs> tech, 
the technique is still sound. If you've got some sort of, you know, whether it's an old toy, whether it's some fodder pieces, whatever, basically just try different painting techniques on it. You know, whether it's, you know, laying down a base and then doing a dry brush over it or um, doing like a contrast or something and just see what different things look like. Um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I, I appreciated all his help with that. And just, just finding out the, like the, the little background things that like he's interested in too. It's like, Oh yeah, I go home, paint Warhammer figures. I'm like, I like Warhammer. That's dope. <laughs> it's like, Hey, you know, I got this vermilion minotaur sign on the door. I'm like, y'all, y'all listen to uh welcome to the magic tavern. He's like, yeah, me and Joe Vasapolo just get all cut up uh, in it in there. I was like, I was like, yeah. yeah, we're the yeah. same kind of nerds. Same kind of nerds. <laughs> yeah, like Cam- Cameron and Billy got off on a tangent talking about Salem witches and New Jersey devil <laughs> and all kinds oh, of stuff, man. They were I they were talking so about some about stuff that I knew bird. nothing about. But you got the paint, so I got to talk about like paranormal <laughs> stuff and everything. Like <laughs> the pine barrens are ever changing. I'm like, oh god, this sounds amazing, and it's in Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cameron's aces. Fantastic guy. Yeah. Very nice. Sean, Jesse? Well, for me, um, I... It's hard to pick anything. I enjoyed all of it. Watching the sculpting was just really cool because that's not something I, I can process with the 3D stuff. i not saying I'm good at it in general, but like I just started doing it with the dios and stuff, but Watching him do that and just take the advice from the audience, you know, the suggestions and this and that, and just watching him, like, zip through it. And I know that's because he spent so many years doing practical. It's not because the program itself is easy. Um, Watching him do that was cool and seeing the different ones, because he did four different ones. So he did four different heads throughout the day. Um, so I guess if I had to pick like a favorite thing that came out of intern, it wouldn't even be the session I was in on. It would be that because he did a female fuzz monk in one of the groups. Oh, nice. Um, and it has been said that some of the things he's worked on in intern have made it into mm-hmm. the line, especially with a cosmic legion when he showed. So fingers crossed we get a female fuzz monk at some point in the future. But, um, and the stuff with Nate Barch and and Trevor and the tour and everything was just always so cool. But I think this the session I had with Sher- I was with Sherry for the painting session, and Sean was with me and Mark Rivera and Dave Carbolka and I want to say one or two. It was it was only a couple of us in her room because her office was really small. But I just I really enjoyed like the smaller intimacy of that because it was it was more of like a. A Q&A session. She didn't really do a lot of painting demonstration with us. Um, but it was a lot of give and forth, and she made a lot of eye contact with everybody. She just made you feel like you were really engaged, and um, it was just really cool to hear how, like, they work with some local high school kids um, on some sort of program or something. Um, so it was just really cool, you know, as exciting as the toys and everything is, just to see, like, a different side of you know, just I mean, they're all just, they're all just people, you know? Um, and as cool as the studio is, like, I was thinking about Sean was saying the, the statues, the pieces that were broken and stuff. I was like, it's like, yeah, this isn't some like weird upscale, like hoity toity fancy place where like everything has to be perfect. It's like, these look like our shelves. Yeah. You know, they just have more people come in and, and get to walk through there, you know? 
Yeah, I, I didn't have the session with Sherry, but after we painted our bust, I was just walking through the hallway and stuff, and she she like came like basically running down the hallway. She's like, "Oh, I didn't get to see yours." She's like, "Let me let's come over here to the light so I can see it." And so like we went over to this other section, and there was more light in this office type area. She looked at it, she's like, she's like, "Oh, I love it. There's so much depth." And I'm like, I'm "Like this is fucking <laughs> Sherry. Like this is Sherry from the studio telling me that she likes my paint job and that it's got so much depth." I was like. Yeah, it was cloud nine. But and I think for me, I, I hear what you're saying, Jesse, and I loved all the different sessions. I think the reason why I enjoyed the painting one the most is because that's one that I felt like I could take something back home and use. I don't know how to sculpt. Uh, that that session, although it was amazing, there's nothing really that I'm going to be able to take from that and use. Um, the stuff that Trevor was doing, like it was great, and he did some great photos. But he's got some equipment that costs more than my house. And like I I just can't do what Trevor does. But you know, the painting session, like there was some stuff in there that I was like, this is good stuff. This helps me out. I can take this home with me. So uh but you're right, like Sherry, all all of them, like everybody there is so nice. There wasn't one person there that I was like, that's the one. That's one that's a jerk. No, there's no jerks there. Yeah, so. even George eats pizza. Yeah. Ultimate yeah. for anything then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he, everything had a takeaway, like you said, because like even even with the sculpting with Eric Treadway, because like we had like he had computer issues at first when ours started, but he still had where he was answering questions and stuff like that, and seeing him do it, it it's it's making me want to go ahead and get a new computer and start fiddling around with it myself. Um, seeing uh. Nate Williams, uh, <laughs> seeing Trevor Williams like do the like uh, photography in person, it has where it gives you a better grasp of what he's doing mm. in his video and stuff like that. You're like, okay, I can make a bounce card, I can do the foil, I have like random cheapo lights, I just need to arrange them in places and get like uh, the, the the film or whatever and stuff like that. I I can do that because I saw him being able to do it. It was it was really interesting. And then stuff with, like, Nate Barge, where it's just, like, you see how he pulls his art together and just, like, goes from, like, a, uh, I guess, say, like, a, a dark background and just adds the color, adds the life to his stuff is really neat. I think I think the one thing that I would like for Intern at some point, or if it was, like, Intern Plus, <laughs> I want Corn Boy to do, like, a little session on just, like, producing a toy line or producing a figure like going from nothing that and make and just the 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 not the production but the yeah. management side of it to make sure it goes from a to z what he has to do or just in theory what he has to do that would that would be the next step with that to see that and i just love hearing the man talk even when he's heckling me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to have him and Chris do that together because Chris is the mm. one that's really neat. He's yeah. like, you know, shoulders deep with the uh, the company over in Asia that produces the figures, and they were they were yeah. giving him a lot of compliments on how well he can he can make their wishes known to the to the uh, to the company and get what we're getting back and have it be so close to the prototypes that we're seeing. So there's no Super Seven ish about it. It's just, this is what we saw Trevor take the photo of, Trevor Nate, 
And <laughs> here we here we are on the other side of it, and we have the exact thing we were hoping for in hand. So yeah, uh, yeah. What, uh, what I mean, about you, Sean? What did you like about the intern? Oh, I, I, I'm I'm a I'm a fanboy for Nate, no matter what. Um, <laughs> and every time I see him it, since the first intern uh, back in April, he was the first person. Even though Jeremy Gerard was the first person that that uh, like let me into the studio in April, his first words to me were "Where's Jesse?" <laughs> he didn't even say hi. He just yeah. goes, "Where's Jesse?" And then I, I had to explain the whole thing. And then I kind of annoyed him because I told him I didn't want to tell him that I won and all this stuff. And it was this whole thing. So like this year, yeah. even he didn't say hi to me. He just made fun of me for taking pictures of the two ups for the Masters. And I'm like, <laughs> we're at this point. We're going to antagonize each other. But with <laughs> Nate, the minute I see Nate, he has the biggest smile and he doesn't even try to shake my hand. He just hugs me every time. And we were talking even at, at uh, Legion's Con after hours. And he just let me sit, stand there for a half hour to talk to him about stuff and get, you know, get, um, some questions answered. And he was willing to, you know, look at, look at some of my work and all that stuff. He's like, you're not bugging me if you want to send me some things to critique. And so like everything about this trip usually is Nate is such a humble and just freaking good guy. And for somebody like me who I, I've been directionless with a lot of things for 20 years since high school and I feel like this is me finally going hey put yourself out there do something with the thing that you you at least have a grasp on you know art in one way or another and and Nate just makes me feel like yeah you should keep doing this like Mm -hmm. there is a it's 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 you know like that's a motivating factor on top of uh the community itself because that's been great as well but uh, I just liked seeing that because I understand what he's doing, even though I don't do exactly what he's doing. I do production. I do graphic design. So what I'm seeing him do, I'm like, it's just like what I do, only you're doing the awesome stuff <laughs> and the production where I'm just getting a stock photo, throwing some edit together, and boom, I'm done. And then I can walk away from the computer for the rest of the day. So it, he's living the dream that he gets to create that and produce it and get it printed and all that stuff. So um, I always enjoy that, but I do, I, I, I really am still impressed with uh, within an hour, Eric Treadaway will give you something on that ZBrush that you're like, that was literally a ball. And now here's this character and it's got, it, I mean, he'll even give it like uh, some, some character, some character, some it, there's always something where you're just like, you you cranked it up to eleven on that one. You didn't have to. That's awesome. So, yeah. So either one of them. So one of the things that I really liked about the Nate session is he kind of went into the cosmic uh, yeah. package art. And so, Dooch, I know you weren't there. No. The I don't I don't mean to keep rubbing it in, but you do. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. <laughs> But as a Motu guy, like, do you have yeah. any any mock Motus from vintage mocks? I don't know, just because I poor. But, but when you think about that old packaging, oh yeah, like, I mean, it brings you right but, back. You, I can envision all of it in my mind, seen as a kid in the aisle. You know, it just it hits you in a way nothing. Well, has the, yeah, the the front, it's like here's yeah. the figure. You've got the mm. you know the big blowout thing, 
But then what happens when you turn it around? Mm-hmm. What, what happened when you turn around the figure? You had all the other figures, right? All the so other you figures. You had like, that action scene showing uh, how how he fights, who he battles. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's everything. It's a story without any words or anything. It, it, it sets you up to play. Yeah, so he's showing us the cosmic art, box art. And as of when he was showing us, the plan was to put the other figures on the back of the box. So like, almost like that little checklist that we had yeah. in the 80s. Where it was like, okay, I got this one, but I need to still get this one and that one. And yep. you can X them off or whatever. Like, I thought that was so cool because it's, it's you know, he, he's taking all these new design elements and, and throwing them in there. But there's this callback to, you know, we're all toy fans. And, you know, he's he's a Motu guy, just like we're Motu guys. And you know, it's like, hey, you know, here's this callback to what we used to have when we were kids. And I thought that was so cool. And I, I mean, like, on, on all the Mythic Legion art, they do have it similar, but but different. Not quite yeah. there. And that's why I was yeah, about but to this say, was I, like I like I like that they're really like they could have easily with with Cosmic Legions they could have easily done Mythics in space, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but they are really taking their time to be like, yes, it's the same figure system, but they're really their own thing. Even with the storyline and everything else, you know, and now with the packaging, they really, like, we're not just going the cheap way out that we could. You know, copy, paste. Now instead of the four horsemen, there's, you know, four, you know, ancient aliens, you know. Yeah. It's just like this. Yeah, No, it has where it's like it, it's this more character-driven, smaller yep. thing going on there and building from it. I really like that with Cosmics. Mm-hmm. We did, when we were in our painting session, we got to see kind of the paint samples for the Spexians. And yeah. let me tell you, people are going to be blown away. If you didn't order, yeah. if you didn't order enough Spexians, yeah. man, you're going you're gonna to be kicking yourself because these things are sexy amazing they are they are spexians <laughs> they are sexy spexy together oh i'm just like i can't wait to pull them apart <laughs> the, the the one thing too about um what, what uh, curtis was talking about in the packaging that i thought was really cool is they're doing something completely sidestepping what legions is doing or mythics are doing for cosmic because now when you get a cosmic figure you can basically have like a bit of a diorama behind the figure now and that's a whole different thing compared yep. to with mythics you just have the imagery yep. but this time around they're trying to incorporate it so that the fans can actually use the packaging even if they don't have a dio and that i'm like that's pretty freaking great you know like they're they're seeing what the fans are doing and they're adding some, they're adding a new level of the fans will appreciate this. And when I found out about that, I thought it was awesome because they're working to try to make it into something where it's almost like a collaborative effort when you get the whole wave, too. Which that's like, yeah. So the problem is you won't have room on your shelf after probably <laughs> the wave because you'll have all these dios. But that's still awesome, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, it, it sounded like they were focusing on making like the interior of the box because they're going to do a different box style than like, the Mythic. We, Mythic Legions are going to stay the same, but the, the Cosmics are going to be different, at least at this stage. 
Um, and then the inserts are going to be more character based, like per character and the out to exterior box, other than like the character specific pieces are going like to be the, roughly the same. Kind of like the ogre boxes are now where it, ha- it does have mm-hmm. like that little slip of art in there, mm-hmm. but you need to each one and you know, scale differently. The other real quick thing that I liked is when we had the promos come out and they were the silhouettes of the characters for Cosmic um, when they were leading up to the reveals and all that, they had Crashbox Customs come up and do uh, some dio work and custom work for them. So this line is more of a hand-in-hand with the community to create this because Crashbox kind of set the template of the look so Nate actually is going back and forth with what they created and, you know, doing his own take on it. But then there's kind of like a give and take with that, which, again, you know, I mean, they, they have C. Jessam working with them now. And that was another person in the community that wanted to, you know, add flavor to what was going on with, with Mythics, with the soft goods. So that's something that's just amazing when I when I think of the Horseman they will actually have people that enjoy what they do team up with them to create some new stuff. And it's like, you know, fanboy dream come true. If you're, if you're wanting to live that dream, it's possible if they get, if you get their attention and they think that you're doing stuff. So you're telling me I have a chance. Absolutely. I told you, (laughs) I told you that. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. I remember this conversation. The one night I'm at his apartment He's showing me all the stuff that he was coming up with. And this is only after Legion's come. Yeah. And he's like, I did this, and I did this, and I did this. And then I go, you have enough to have a table. Yeah. And he's like, you think? And I'm like, how do you not see that? Like, you have enough for a table. And he's like, get a table. Uh, and then the next you know, here we are. <laughs> and I, I am the proud owner of a Jesse Arnold custom. Two of them, actually. I don't know which box they're in. At the time, oh but um, and one one other thing, props to Jesse because he created that dio, yeah, and that didn't come home. There was I was going to ask if he sold it. He, yeah, he somebody other than me got it. You were supposed to say this. Somebody, me. yes. So the Zylona the Zylona dio that he created is actually now in someone's. House. It's uh, that's, um, that's crazy. I call it the Wellspring just to avoid legal issues. Yes, um, <laughs> but it is uh, it is proudly on display uh, at Hal Picari um, in Ohio. Nice, lucky son of a first time out, and he knocked it out of the park right there. So next year, well, you need to make three of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one for me, one. and they can stack on each other. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll make a three yeah. feet by two feet uh, duck no. detolf on my table. <laughs> Stack it five high. Yes. Uh, speaking of that, uh, did you guys see that apparently Nate Barch parted with his banners at the I end did. of the show? Yeah. Again, yeah, I was hearing, lucky. I was hearing that before. Devils. Because um, Len actually printed those up. Yeah, and I know they were kind of having some discussion on. Hey, do you think, do you think anybody'd want to buy these? And and you know, Len, yeah, Len was like, uh, yeah. So, um, so I think that was kind of the plan from the get go that they would that he would you know kind of sell those at the right price. And 
it, it did seem like people really enjoyed that. Uh, it was it's amazing what Lynn does with all those signs. Cause like going down the hallway where it was like the, the, the furious four and mm-hmm. the unknown one and all that, just going down through there, the cabal sign that was stand up. Oh yeah. All that, all that's Lynn. Lynn makes all these signs and he's amazing dude for doing that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people realize how much Lynn actually does and gives of his own. Like, like on those sweatshirts, yeah. like he put that, that thing out there for the sweatshirts and didn't, you know, pretty much it, for us big guys, if you go to order something, you know that if you have to order a bigger size, typically you have to pay more money. Yeah. Lynn didn't charge more money. He, nope. he said, here's the standard price that I'm going to put out here for these hoodies. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of like 4X orders come, start rolling in. And he's losing money on these things, but he doesn't care because it's the cabal. And yeah. he, he wants to do it for him. And he's printing out a bunch of signage that he gave to Walter to hand around. And he's printing up these banners for people. And, and it's like, you know, he, he made his sister made cookies that he gave <laughs> to the four horsemen. Yes. Like, nice. like Len is the most giving guy that I've ever met in my life. And, and so that's, you know, the reason why I'm so attached to Wolf King Customs is because Len is got the biggest heart of anybody I've ever met. So I just want to make sure that's thrown out there because he he's a good dude, yeah. really yeah. is. And I think he's Probably actually got uh, another pre-order for the sweatshirts going right now, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, I think I saw that just before this. Yeah, yeah. those will be the ones that'll be shipped and stuff. Though. Right, right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, there's so a little bit of like a discount to pick them up at the show, and still like Curtis said, he ate some of that, but yep. like. Again, Lynn does so much for the community still. And it's just like signs, all of it. Like I this is my first convention I went to. He threw a shirt at me, got me help with like put the booth here, gave me something to do so I wasn't just standing over there awkwardly going like, Oh, look at these look at these booths. There's yeah. no air conditioning in here. Huh? No, it's building oh, stuff. He'll, he'll put you to work, that's for sure. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me something to do and I was like, Okay, I'm getting to know this person. Oh, here's Here's Nathaniel Armstrong. Oh, here's Eric Bertram. Oh, what's going on over here? Oh, Stephen Bashani. <laughs> All coming around. Like, oh, there's Jeremy Gerard. He, okay, give me your custom. I'll make sure it goes in the booth here. Just all this stuff. And it was, as much as I helped him, like, Lynn helped me just adjust to, like, a, a big convention I've never been to before. And I appreciate that. Yeah, Lynn is top, top shelf. Awesome, awesome people. And, um, Got to give a huge shout out to Ryan Anthony because he is the one the, that that resolved our air conditioning problem in the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, no one thought to turn the air conditioning on either in the hotel staff or from <laughs> yeah. the. So we're in there setting up. It's Friday really hot nights. in here, guys. It's like sixty, like high 60, 70 degrees in New Jersey in November. Yeah, it's it's gross, and you got all of us. Mostly dudes. There were, were ladies in there helping set up too, but like sweating, setting all this stuff up. And like three hours into it, maybe almost four hours into setup, finally I hear the air kick on, and I was like, "Oh, thank you, Jesus!" <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, and um, the pool was right next to the convention yeah. room, mm-hmm. and so all the humidity was coming in from that. So it's like it's like now we're hot, we're sticky, we're all moving around a lot. This is a terrible. So yeah, that. That air conditioning definitely came in handy for sure. Yeah, so thank you very much, Ryan Anthony. Yeah. Before the AC kicked on, it was South Mississippi in there. 
<laughs> Not dead as summer South Mississippi, but it was just like swamp. Mm-hmm. Nobody. <laughs> All right, so I on to GCon, which as everybody listening should know is where the Horsemen, uh, that's like their reveal show. And they did that's, basically that's all, yeah, all Friday. I did not get to watch it. Unfortunately, I had to work that day and I was working with somebody else so I couldn't even throw it on randomly. Um, so as someone who didn't watch it, but saw some pictures from it, I gotta jump right to Jesse Arnold, how the hell did you make it up on stage for one of the reveals? So, we're, we're sitting on the most comfortable folding chairs in the world. That's a lie. Sean already bitched about the chairs it's to like me. like four, four and a half hours in or something. <laughs> no. No. I, I had my shorts. I'm super classy. So, my yeah. cargo shorts have Velcro Absolutely. back pockets, which... Yep. The, I, you know, whatever. They fit, they're comfortable, I don't care what they look like. No, right? it's what I wear. But every time I stood up, them. the <laughs> Velcro was like latching onto the cushion on the seat. So I, every time I stood up, I had the seat cushion like yeah. stuck to my ass. I was <laughs> like, which I was trying not to stand up too much, but you have to like adjust yeah. on those on those things. But you know, I'm sitting there, I think like, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes in, Sean just like disappears. Um, it might have been longer than that. I don't remember. But um, so we're sitting there and then people are coming in and out from time to time. No one told me lunch was there until like well after the pizza was gone. And so <laughs> I missed out on your pizza, Curtis. Thank you. Yeah. Props to that. Curtis got pizza for everybody nice. on, uh, on, on G Con Day. Um, so I'm sitting there. And I hear someone sit down behind me. So I was looking to see if it was someone I knew and just be like, you know, hey. And it's Cornboy. And he's like scrolling through his phone. So I was like, oh, I don't need to look. You know, I'm not snooping on his phone. So I look back up front. And then a minute later, I feel like a tap on my shoulder. And I look back. And he's like, hey, at 2.15, will you go up there with uh, Jeremy DeWitt and help with one of the reveals? I was like, me? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of. I was like, it wasn't nervous about going up there because I get in yeah. front of the cameras all the time, you know, like that. It was just like, I'm going to break it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to reach to turn it around and it's just going to disintegrate on the table or I'm going to go to talk and it's going to come out like this. You know? <laughs> and, um, but no, it was, it was, yeah. I, so I just waited and then they, they called us up and got to sit up there with, uh, Jeremy from the the podcast and and be there for one of the I can't tell if I'm just that excited about that figure because I was up there or if it's just that cool because they're all that cool but yeah it's probably one of my favorite figures in the the reveals so which figure yeah, did you I, get to, I don't I don't even think I saw in the picture which I just saw you and was, Jeremy uh, up there was Maxilius the Reaper okay so it's nice. the the Grim Reaper looking one yeah. The first one they revealed that's head to toe full skeleton under yep. its its uh, robe and everything. So, which which by the way, thirty seven dollar figure. Yep. you can get three different looks out of it. Yep. you've got a soft good alone that if you were to buy that from CGS one would cost yep. twice that. Like, and you get a, a 
you can get a skeleton, a full bone, top to bottom skeleton out of it. Thirty-seven bucks. It's ridiculous. And if you get like, the all in, you the get way one that of those they're able to keep free, those basically. prices down is ridiculous. It just well, and with, with new articulation, they haven't had in a one figure ever in like the torso too with it. Just like Ooh. extra hands too. Oh my god. That that few I didn't even see this in the initial reveal because I was right there and the hood was down over its head mm-hmm. and I couldn't see the screen very well. I didn't realize the the skull for the character version has like the fused sockets mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, for the eyes. So um, and just like the whole bone armor and all that stuff that just really ups the the um, kind of sacrilegious vibe that the the I know they are the congregation's essentially a religion in a way um yep. just it just I don't know yeah well Sean's probably like you're not the guy who knocked my <laughs> knocked me out with a pillow for bringing spawn over <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it, like, it shows growth <laughs> it, it reminded you of like the uh, with the blood eagle because like the odd thing with all the necronomic stuff is like how many feathers are involved in like the Necronomus designs, not even the Ertheron ones. Just yeah. like uh, from you said, it, it reminds you of the Blood Eagle uh, feathers, but then like in the middle there where it looks like lung tissue. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, to, to go back to, you know, Jesse being called up on stage. Um, first of all, Jesse's a shooting star in this community. Like, 100%. just, and, and I can see, you know, the legends of Grayskull guys have already latched onto him trying to, you know, hang on for dear life. Absolutely. As he over the top. Um, I, I, listen, if I can do the same thing, I'll definitely try that myself. <laughs> um, but, you know, just to see where Jesse's gone from last year at Legion's Con, kind of really being introduced to this stuff for the most part. To where he was this year at G-Con. Like, what an amazing year. I mean, if, if there was a, uh, you know, Rookie of the Year award for for Mythic Legions, it goes to Jesse Arnold for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, just just wanted to throw that out there because this, I mean, just the, the content, the, pe- the connections, um, you know, the, the messages when it comes to, you know, just it's it comes across Mr. Rogers-like sometimes, but that's cool. It's it works because it's like, hey, let's be nice to one another. Let's there's no need to get upset and and yeah. hate on one another or, or be you know jerky. Let's let's just be nice and and it's like I just love Jesse so much. So I was very happy when he got called up on stage. I was like, yes, this is out of all the people that got called up on stage, this is the one that really made my heart warm the most. I will say that is a bit of an unevenness though. Now that you point it out, so Sean gets made fun of for taking pictures of two ups. Jesse gets called on the stage. My introduction to Legions was Jeremy Gerard doing a whole episode of Mythic Conversations telling me how wrong I am and I should be ashamed of myself. Um, yeah, this is, this is some disparity here. We're the rotten apples in the bunch right there. Right. But I do love Jesse and he deserves everything he's gotten and more. So I was so, I was so overjoyed to see the picture of him up there. Is is that is that he made it? Good for yeah, you, we'll kid. Say, my biggest takeaway from that moment, other than being up there, was getting getting in a joke that Sean heard me kind of 
just flywheel on the way up there. I was doing some weird mm. Jersey accent as we were driving to our <laughs> hotel Thursday night, when Thursday morning. And it just came out. It made me laugh. And, like, Jeremy just teed it up so perfectly for me to set up that My Thick Legions. And just the fact that he got so tickled by that just made my day. <laughs> my Thick Legions. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, the the whole G-Con event was really cool, though. I mean, Pete was hilarious. The, the, the whole hit yeah. where he was, like, basically taking over Jeremy's job. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brad and Michael coming out at the end to reveal Necronominus. And, you know, the whole thing with Michael hadn't been on a few shows. And, and seeing those two up there together and, and, like, just both in awe of this figure that came out and... and you know, putting their arms around one another and stuff like like there was just I don't know the whole thing was really awesome. And then the figures, I mean, like they they come out with that Sir Elijah first figure, and it's like head to toe brand new figure, yeah. like everything yeah. about it is brand new. And then it was like, okay, well, this is definitely the highlight of the wave, and they just brought it out first thing. They just shot their load right here in the first go, <laughs> and then it's like. And then it's one after another. Boom, boom, boom. Now, now look at this one. This oh, one's got, good. this is a skeleton tuberculosis monster with dwarf <laughs> legs and, and brute arms. It's like, what is going on? This is crazy. All right. But, so yeah, was, so let, let's go through it here. It's a perfect opportunity. We're not going to go through every figure. We'll leave that to the professionals, which we are not. Um, but let's let's just round table it. Curtis, you teed it off here, so just what was your favorite uh figure reveal of the wave? I'm a big Templar guy, so that Sir Elijah is that's that's my that's my jam right there. I was hoping for anything Templar and I will be ordering numerous of those. Very nice. Uh Will? Oh, it's it's definitely like a like a three way tie because like it's like the, the oh god, just trying to say it. Three at one. Ter tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Skeleton with like dwarf shins and like brute scale arms and stuff like that. That was a top one for me. And everything that that one's that was probably my favorite. I can't wait to pull them apart and just use them in dios and stuff like that. It's just like. And it took you by surprise, because, you know, you expected the knights, you expected the skeletons, there was a lot of speculation about the full skeleton, but then they come out with that monstrous skeleton thing, and you're just like, yeah, I never would have imagined that, but he's living in my nightmares now. Head. Yeah. But then number two, Sir Greg. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I haven't remembered the, the actual name of the figure yet, but it's it's Greg. It's Sir Greg. Sir Ookzak, right? Uh, yeah, Sir Greg. I think I got it's Groger. Yeah, Sir Ookzak. Yeah. yeah, it's the Greg Ogre, Groger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. It's not a half joint giant. It's an ogre. No, it's definitely a half joint. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually looked at that as like a kind of like a... I have not read the bio, but I looked at it as like a Templar golem, basically. You know what I mean? Like that's... Uh, it's an ogre. Oh, it is actually an ogre? It's, and they it call him one of the impure, so he's one of the green ogres. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting that, because, like, being off to the side, it was so much going on, you kind of miss what was go- like being said and everything. Yeah. But seeing that skull, I'm like, ogre. It's an ogre. Right 
thing. Not just Ogre Scale. Yes. Yep. Now he's got to change his name from Greg the Brute Scale. Oh, yeah. he already has, I think. Probably. Yeah, he, he said he was in the process. Or <laughs> someone else, like, you know, TMs it. <laughs> All right, Jesse, what was your highlight? Um, I, I got to say the one that, that just really catches me the most. I mean, they're all, like, they're all on the same level. Like, each one just got better and better. But I got to say the one that speaks to me the most is uh, Konobus, the, the horse, the skeletal horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that they went, like, full skeleton with him, too, like, with the rib cage and everything, too, because it would have been... They yeah. easily could have done something with the regular horse body and painted up really cool, but I like that they went the extra mile with him. Platted in bones. Just yep. it, 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 I was looking at pictures of it last night, and just on the black backdrop that Trevor, like, I know everybody likes to joke that you know the pictures don't do them justice, and I, I, I try to say they don't do them justice, and they like they don't make them feel like toys. Like they feel yeah. cinematic. They look. They don't look like toys anymore because the way he captures them. But that horse, Zeta art and stuff. Yeah. You ever see those like museum things? I think it's in one of the James Bond movies where it's like the human anatomy that's like mm-hmm. frozen. It the horse made me feel like something from that, it, and that stuff usually makes me very uncomfortable and freaky. So the fact that I'm drawn to that horse just kind of bothers me. But uh, it's just so captivating, just the way they did the neck and like the armor around the neck and the extra like jaw bones coming off the side that's like armor on its head and everything. It's just and the weird like wrap around the tail and everything was just mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a cool looking figure. Very yeah, nice. it it kind of like looks it like at least around like that the pelvis of the horse where it's like that's like where its hide used to be and it kind of hides where like the joints connect there and it's mm-hmm. like yeah. I can't wait to see without the armor on there cuz you could take all the tack off every other horse and like I can't wait to see without the tack. Well, and then if you get other horses and use like a, an Equidron or any of the other, you know, half undead horses, you can pop and swap and make them have more bone pieces. Yes. I'm sure there's limits because of the way the, the spine and stuff are to an extent. You probably couldn't do a yeah. whole pop and swap, but, you right. know, like some of the, from the legs down or just the head piece or whatever, you know. There's... You have your Equidron. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Absolutely. Ugh. Sean, who is your guy? Um, I, I'm I'm actually going to put Necronominus off to the side because it's a given that that one yeah. blew the roof off the joint for so many, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited for that figure. Um, but I'd say it's tie for me with one edging out the other just a little, and I don't remember the name, but it's the Beastmaster Ghoul. Uh, I don't don't know the names very well, but I'm not even drawn to the female figures most of the time, but she's one where I'm like, okay, I guess I'm in on a female figure finally. (laughs) uh, The Wraith, uh, one that they had in the last uh, pre-order. The the two of them in the Poxus Wave, both of them are really turning me back into, oh, well, I guess I need to have some female representation on my shelves finally. But I love that she has those little critters, critters that are just bone critters. And then they said you could even like pop the cage open and put yeah. other things in there. So like it, basically they were thinking of the customizers and going, oh, you could have a field day and just put whatever you want into this thing. 
and uh, go crazy. And and then the other one was uh, Sir Gideon Two, only because when you upgrade something, you you make it look good, and that that figure to me is like I don't even need the first version ever. I'll do that, and I'm happy. So. Yeah, you make me sad. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be a completist ever, and, no. and I'm not. You're you're into the Knights and Templars, and I yeah, I stay I, away from them because they don't do much for me. But Gideon did, did when I saw him. At least. Yeah, right before Legion's Con, um, I did a Legion's Cast episode. We were kind of talking about our predictions and things we'd like yep. to see and wouldn't want to see. And one of the things I said was I didn't want to see a Gideon 2.0. The reason I didn't is because I just spent all kinds of time and money finding mine. And I know that if they do one, they're going to make it so much better. And it's going to make me sad. And they did. They, they, this one, like I'm already fishing around and trying to sell the one that I just spent the time getting because this new one is completely fabulous. And you're right. It's, it's awesome. but and you know, that, that Beastmaster figure, thirty-seven dollar figure, right? Exactly, yeah, thirty-seven dollars. So yeah, with two with two heads and all the soft goods and that shield with the big logo on it. That I mean, bouldering and a heaven's <laughs> brand sword and a heaven's yeah. brand sword. Heaven's brand sword by itself is going to cost you more than thirty-seven dollars. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But luckily, yeah. there are enough completists out there for Mythic Legions. You'll have no problem selling that one point. Oh yeah, there are those guys who still will feel the collection is not complete without yeah. the one point oh. So yeah, I I looked at that wave and I was like, not only do I need to sell my Gideon, I need to probably sell some of my Mondos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need I need quite a bit of this wave. And I will say on that Beastmaster figure. I looked over at Billy. He saw that blue hair on her. Man, yeah. he he just lit up. He, <laughs> he loved that. Uh, yeah, that was. I think that might have been his favorite part it, of any figure. Is that blue hair? It was the hair. theme of the weekend from that point on. Yeah, he liked that figure yeah. enough that there's a little something going on further, the rest of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, I was amazed by that figure because yeah. when they showed the pictures of it and they showed that cage, I was like, oh, it's got this empty cage and she has the skeletal yeah. bird, the, the uh, chimera and stuff. And you talk about, oh, the cage can open. I'm like, oh, cool. Someone's going to print out, like, a monkey and stick in there or something. You know, like, skeleton monkey. And then, like, taking the pictures when they brought it on the table, I was like, oh, my God. There is a highly detailed skeletal snake in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So well, and then I, I thought it was interesting that throughout the G-Con event, Treadway said numerous times he was talking about how, like, on the faceplate, Elijah coming off, he's like, well, we really wanted to create something that would – be helpful for these, you know, the 3D companies and people yeah. who want to make extra parts. And then he said that with the cage, and it's like, you know, they understand that this community is built around customizing and changing things and, and created, and they don't like. I don't know any other toy line that would do that. Like most no. toy lines, it's like this is our property, leave it the hell alone, buy it the way it is, and put it on your shelf. Yep. And they're not. They're like, here's here's what we've put out there. Now let's see what you do with it. You know, and I just think that's amazing. I, I also want to give a quick shout out to the uh, this the ghoul slash ghost legion builder figure that they're doing because uh, like it, it that one's one that it's like in my top five. But if I had to whittle it down to a top, you know, one or two, it, it unfortunately couldn't make the cut. But when I saw that one and they had the like. Um, the, the effect of like the ghostly wisps coming off the head and then even the eyes 
have wisps yeah. that come out and they were saying maybe those can be detachable or not or whatever. And you have a ghoul now and that's something that people like zombies slash ghoul and all that. And that is definitely, it's adding to the line just by having that figure represented because there, it's like, yeah, we have skeletons, we have monsters, demons, but there it is. It's like that middle point in between the two and it's in that figure. Um, and that one's one that I hope they get a few of them when they come out because that's going to be fun to Legion build since you can do multiple yeah, options. It'll yeah, and it's not exactly a blue Hagnon, but yeah. it was it was a nice like yeah. here's <laughs> kind of a blue Hagnon. <laughs> Shut up, Colin. <laughs> you know. Just take it, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on like if it was gonna glow or not from what they said at GCon, so I was like, it it still may be like a different color. Who knows? They said they were looking into that. I think right. Yeah. Yeah, they're like so. who wants green, who wants blue, and then I think Joe yeah. Vesco was like orange. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Bill crazy, yeah. Oh, I think he said <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, it. yeah, I mean, between the Undead Builder, the Tuberculi, and the, the Reaper, which I know itself is not a Legion Builder, but, like, those three yeah. are ones I'd like to have multiple of to do. you got to get at least, like, three to five of those tuberculi and just like mix all the bones up. It's got two different heads. It's got the bendy tail. You know, if you've got 3d parts from other companies, you can put different animal heads on it. Like the, you know, what if it's like this weird bestial thing with like one of the orc heads from, from Legion shop on yeah. that, you know, the orc skulls, you know, yep. and like the, the undead builder, since it comes with, it's basically one complete figure, but you can swap out any of the, the flesh parts would can either be the like the zombified flesh or the translucent uh, spectral parts, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if. You and then all the bones on the 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 Reaper, you can mix those with any 1.0 figure, so you can take, you know, any of your standard knight and just give it a complete skeletal arm instead of just that forearm piece, you know. And well, and that uh, tuberculosis figure says it's got the the dwarf thigh bones. Oh yeah, like like any of these dwarf guys that wanted to make dwarf skeletons, like boom, there it is. Like you know, I, I just I think this whole wave is a customizer's dream, and, and the prices are they're good enough that it's like yeah, let's get a couple of this one, couple of that one, and it makes a lot of sense. And oh, sorry, Matt, you didn't get to do your favorite yet. Uh, Sean stole it. It was the uh, undead builder, uh, actually. Oh, okay. That's uh, and same reason. Like it's it's got so many options. I'm a sucker for translucence, and uh, not only that, but I don't know if you remember Jesse, but when I got your uh, oh, what do you call him, Ax- Axolotl, uh, off Legion hmm. Shop. Remember when I showed that off? And I also bought that. It was like a translucent blue, like uh, demon head. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but it was cool. And then they showed off this undead builder with the translucent arms and everything. I'm like, I can literally just stick that on this figure and it's going to look amazing. So I'm going to need to get at least two of those. Um, Yeah, and then, so if if you get the translucent and the zombie arms and you put the translucent on the body that comes with that, then you got the zombie arms. You can pop the zombie arms on a knight or a dwarf yep. or whatever. So, you know, you can mix them into your other Legion builders and make exactly. them undead. And I'm, I, I'm like Sean, like the, what brought me into mythics was skeletons and demons. Like, and for me, 
Honestly, like, the Barbarians and the Knights are, like, my bottom rungs. You know, I know Sacrilege. I do have... I do have a few yeah. of the knights now, but I I am they're definitely my least like interesting. I like the creatures and everything, so and the monsters. So yeah, this this way is amazing for me. And then what is it like four of the figures come the the knights and bishop the horse, correct? Come with undead heads yeah. as well. So like yeah. So now I'm like because at first I'm like, well, I can just get like, I'll get all the skeletons and I'm good. But now I'm like, wait, I could make them into undead knights. Maybe I do need the all. Exactly. Is it all of them except Gideon, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Which the is, the heavens brand crazy. sword protects him from being turned undead. Yeah. Yeah. So, not his horse. Not his poor horse. No, nope. not his horse. Well, yeah. I uh, I love it. like this one for me. Um, I could be wrong. I, I'm I, I'm not 100% positive on other G-Cons, but this one to me felt like they were really trying to push story more with these figures yeah. as well. And, you know, the Sir... I, I can't say his last name before it, but the Sir Greg. Yep. They yeah. made a point of really getting into that bio. And for somebody like me, like, leading up to that reveal... I was standing next to Brad from uh, Legion's Lair, and he's like, it's going to be it's gonna be an Ogre Scale Knight. It's going to be Ogre Scale Knight. And I'm like, I don't know what the point of this Ogre Scale Knight is. It didn't do much for me. And then they read the bio, and I go, yeah, when, you got me. Like, you got me. I did not see that coming, where it's, it's like a redemption story with that figure. And I really dug that. It's got, like, I love that in stories anyway. It's, it's a, it, it is kind of like a cliché. But it's, if it's done well, it's a great moment in a story. And, it, like, that character represents that, which I think is great. But then also doing the um, the face plates where you can put in the skeletons. So in my head, when they said that and when they showed how that would work, the first thing in my head was I see Gideon all alone on the battlefield and even his men are turned against him. And I'm like, I want to watch that scene so bad right now. Because mm. it made me think of... Uh, the first episode of uh, Walking Dead when Rick's going on the horse into uh, Atlanta and all of a sudden he's surrounded and he's yeah. he's like under the tank trying to save himself and he just made me go like, it's that, but only I'm going to love this because this is more my speed than Walking Dead ever was. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really appreciated that with these reveals. You can just tell that the, the story is starting to really pick up with each and reveal that- tearjerker of a story for bishop come on now see i missed that one. no I so the horse yet. it's born it was born lame in the heavens brand stables okay or whatever the stables and young gideon begs the the stable master to to not kill it and he's like no this thing it needs to be put down for its own good but you can pray the night if it makes it through the night you know we'll we'll spare it and then, so Gideon prays for this horse all night long, falls asleep with it, and they wake up the next morning and they, they everybody can tell that Etheron had touched it and healed it, and they've been like an inseparable pair ever since. And I just, the fact that you can have a horse have that bond with a, a human character, I always, I always really like that, you know, when, like with Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, when that one horse, Brago, finds him at the river and, you know, they're together for the rest of the movie and... um I, I just really like that. Just yeah, that kind of like reverse old yeller um, well, that, twist on that. 
like, here's a skull head for it, so it just comes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. that's not that's not Bishop. That's that's a different white horse. That's, that's, not, yeah. that's, that's not Bishop. Horse. That looks yeah. just like him, and they've never yeah. been seen in the same room oh. together. All right, if there's four white horses lined up. <laughs> <laughs> and then they take it. You go into a different barn, and they te- tell you it's a different horse in each one. Would you be able to tell them apart? <laughs> yeah. um, I, I've got to say, like for me, this whole wave felt like a love letter to customizers. Yeah, like it was. It was like it was almost like they said, "We don't give a crap what the tooling budget is for this wave. Like yeah. we're just going to create new cool stuff and still keep the prices down." It's like I don't know. I mean, you look at all the different stuff that's on here. I mean, they made a skeletal horse, yep. you know, completely skeletal horse. They made a completely skeletal figure that they then put all these soft goods on, and it's $37. A new Gideon with a new head with soft goods, and it's $37. Like yeah. uh, it, like I said, I, I just feel like they threw the tooling budget out the window on this one and said, we're just going to make the coolest wave we yep. can possibly make and throw it out there, and, and they did it. Man, it was... It was killer. I I dare anyone to like go look at the like the turnaround shots of especially Necronominus and Maxilius. Just the level of detail like in all their accessories. If you look at at um, Necronominus's like his headdress, yep. There's there's feathers going up inside that headdress that are wrapped in like that gold bone. So it's like this whole kind of like almost like I feel like this is the fact the two factions where they're most directly like antithesis to each other. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, the fact that like Necronominus's helmet has basically Etheron's wings like constrained within them, you know, like death trying to hold in the life and everything. And it's I yeah, there's just so much detail on those things. I think yeah. too, like there there have been people who they were like, There's no way they're gonna do a skeleton horse. Well, obviously they did, but here's the thing. Like, what gets me is, okay, so we have a skeleton horse. Why wouldn't his children be riding horses eventually, too? Why wouldn't they be leading the charge into battle along with that? So, you know, like, we we had Balius, and then we we got, um, what, uh, is it Boreas? Brother Man debuted it. And then then uh, on top of that. We have um, we have the uh, headless Aethon. horseman horse, which you can oh, use yeah. Athon oh, okay. and, and everybody else. It's like, why wouldn't they make maybe like two or three other skeleton horses that you can use with the rest of the Necronominus characters? You know, have them on horseback too. So, it, like, it to me, it wasn't that big of a stretch, but it. it it, like me having the thing about the the ogre scale knight was one thing, but me yeah. looking on the other side of it and going, they could use skeleton horses now until the cows come home, which you know, they'll be dead cows probably anyway. But what I'm saying is, why you know, haven't we gotten a cow use... yet? I don't know. We got to like the we got a moose wave yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I see usefulness no matter what in that, and it's it's so special looking because it's so not what you would have figured them to do. It's like yeah, people are going to eat that thing up. And sure. One of the things Cornboy said at like the Four Horsemen table on uh, Saturday before like everything you know kicked off was like yeah, Necronomicus is like our biggest wave yet because they've been taking that 
obviously, you know, they pay themselves, everyone, stuff like that. But they take that excess, fold it into the next wave, fold it in the next wave. Mm-hmm. Just how, like, big and detailed this wave is, it shows how much it's, like, the last wave was profitable to have where it's just, like, yep. all that new tooling, all that stuff where it may- it could just be a one-off. Necronomus, they're never probably going to use that head on him again. Mm-hmm. What else could they use it for? Yeah, exactly. It's they got to just plus it so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'll be I'll be honest. Like for me, like I I already feel like I've got too many horses. Like I just <laughs> like you know when you're putting this stuff in detox, like that takes yeah. up a lot of space and. If if we start getting too many more waves that have two and three horses, I may have to not go all in. I may just have to order the figures and not the horses, just because it just takes up too much space. Or you know, uh, work out a deal with a friend. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, be all in and just trade or sell Christmas yeah, presents. I may have to do that because, like, I, I definitely wanted the the big four with their horses, um, and you had to have at least one moose, right? <laughs> but other than that, like all these other horses, it's like you just don't know where I'm going to put this stuff. Um, and well, I don't want to. I don't want to have to start selling figures. <laughs> What's that? A horse is about worth six bottles of wine. Just saying. For gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Oh shoot! So and uh, and the other kind of thing they dropped, or I heard somewhere, was that you know. In regards to what you're saying is they really blew the budget on Tulin here, but they've already said that this wave kind of rolls into the next All-Stars wave as well, to where, yeah, so now in the All-Stars wave, I'm sure they're going to do it like the last five plus for six, and where, you know, we'll vote on a handful of characters, and then they'll throw some new stuff out at us, so there are, I guess, they're really just at a point now where they can look forward to like, Yes, we're spending a ton on tooling here, but now the next wave is going to be that much less on tooling. So, like, the past wave's done good, and the next wave, and so we can really just spend a lot of money here. And that's just yeah. some really awesome well, thinking for a company. No one else thinks that way. Everyone, Every other company is this that, wave. Uh, All-Star 6 is going to be All-Star 6 Plus already, right. but, again, next year is titled year of Necronominus. Like, there could be, like, a smaller wave toss in there of, like, four or five figures. Who knows? Yep. And then when 2024 rolls out, when we start getting these figures, it's just gonna be a mayhem of skeletons in 2024. Do you think Do you what? think we'll see a skeleton troll? I wish we get a skeleton troll inspired by humanoids that has a nice. skeleton troll opens up, yes. put a 1.0 or a 2.0 figure in there and trap him. I love it. That's all I want. That's all <laughs> I want in my life. I, I would prefer to see a a regular troll with skeleton armor. Like, just like bone armor all over. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. An upgrade pack for a troll. Kind of like how the yeah. pack for the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah troll oh, kit. I'd yeah. love more upgrade packs. That'd be cool. Oh. I think... One of the things I'm pretty sure Jeremy or someone said this that you know they're instead of just thinking about parts and reusing parts and making things they need to do to make specific characters like starting with the All Stars Five Plus wave and even though a lot of those characters are, are kind of background they're not major characters mm-hmm. they're really starting to focus on the storytelling 
more in how they're producing the lines. I mean, they've been doing that with the the Horseman Waves, but it feels like they're they're really finding their stride with that and um, letting the story dictate what they're making. And the fact that both um, Sir Elijah and Adelric or Adalric both have, I believe they, but it's a different tech. Is it? Do they both have the interchangeable face plates? Not within each other, but do both of their faces come yeah. off? Yeah, they do. But they're not. In, but you know, so they've got two new t- style heads. Yes. For interchangeable face plates with yes. different style helmets. They've got the new torsos. The the skull or the skeleton torsos are similar to the new Alithia ones where the, the chest piece comes off and it's got sculpted stuff underneath it so it still has that mass and everything. So like they're they've they might not be able to use all the tooling in this on other things, but they created so many new systems that they'll be able to just make a tweak to one piece of yeah. it and, and you know, put a new face in one of those plates, you know? Um so yeah, they're they're rolling, and this like they keep saying this is not the end of the line. It's like, how could it be? We have so many new things they're adding each time they bring out a new wave, and this one was proof. Like, no, they're actually they're banking on the future. They're not just you know, yeah. oh, we're going to give you the same re because that was something they said at GCon that they had almost like a, a running joke of how many how many pieces are going to be reused. Yep. And they couldn't find many anymore compared to previous waves. And, I mean, it's funny. Even Necronominus is making me look at um, Aerithir, who I thought was like, holy crap, when yeah. I first saw him. And I'm kind of like, Aerithir's kind of like, eh. <laughs> Compared <laughs> to Necronominus and all of this, like, crazy sculpting and the, the work they're putting into these. I still like them, but it's yeah. like, man, Hoxus and, and Necronominus are really upping this on just the sculpt level. And, and like Jesse was saying, where like the story itself, even even for the horse, has where it's just so much more there. And like where Eric Treadway and Jeremy Gerard, I got to talk to him a little bit on Saturday night, uh, where they had the breakout session for the book, and, like an actual book. Like it'll have where it's like mm-hmm. history, and then goes into actual story, like right. a real a narrative. story. Yep. I am. I am so stoked for an actual book and story now. Yes. It'll be fantastic. And that's what I was talking about, Jeremy Gerard. There was no <laughs> narrative. Like have a trip All right. to Matthew Dude, Buy our stuff. <laughs> Here's your story. Shut your mouth. Here's our story. <laughs> but I, I, I do think it's, I think it's cool with this line that even as they're fleshing out that story a little bit more, that there's still enough openness, like Jesse was saying, it could just be a white mm-hmm. horse, you know. So there's still enough openness that you can add your own cre- creativity to it. It's not that you're locked into, right. you know, these are the characters and that's it. So, um, and I did want to say I, I noticed I caught Jesse on your show with Jeremy. You started talking about like horse bios and things like that, and then look what we get. So <laughs> I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to give Jesse credit. For talking Jeremy into doing horse bios. <laughs> well, I guess because like Baileus and yeah. Boreas were just supposed to be, you know, it's like why bother giving them such cool names, especially like with Boreas being like named after the the West Wind or the East Wind or whatever, and you know mm-hmm. he's like when you don't have a cool story for them, it's like you know you just be like you know See, the brown 
the brown quarter horse or the the gray yeah. war horse, you know. Yeah, legion builder gray horse. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if you, you like if you got bios for them, like I'm fine if it's not on the box I have when it comes out, but like if Boreas goes with Dubon, there's a story there. Yeah. There's it maybe not be that same sentimental like tug on your heartstrings that that Bishop is with Gerard or uh Gideon, but yeah, I and like Alder's got somewhat of a story, yeah. at least in, in the other people's bios. Because like mooses are rare. Like the, the, I can't imagine there's a ton of these mooses around for people to ride in the battle. In in the official store, I mean, yeah. how people do it on their own shelves is their own thing. But like, yeah. it was specifically trained and bred for Artemis when she became queen. Well, so like. I, I don't care what the story says. The moose goes with dwarves. That's just the fact. <laughs> Anybody that doesn't put the moose with dwarves, you're wrong. <laughs> well, right. I'm wrong. Well, I guess my <laughs> my personal head canon or just kind of fix why they don't have bios is that Baileus and Boreas aren't names. They're varieties of horse. Like we have Mustangs and, hmm. you know, uh, Stuff like that, like it's 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 that type of horse is a Baileus, not necessarily his name. That's just how I kind of rectified it in my head. But I'm all for bios, whatever makes Jesse happy. So. Yeah, if Jesse can get an animal bio, he's mm-hmm. he's good. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, we're approaching about two hours here. So, uh, how about okay. how about your guys's favorite memories and anything else you want to slip in real quick here? Hit it, Sean. All right. Uh, favorite memory, and and I'm not trying to brag, but my favorite memory probably was going into the convention with literally a hundred bucks in my pocket and leaving with everything I left with because of winning the my wife going to kill me trick contest. And almost having Anthony Halseal wrestle me, which made me automatically go truffle shuffle because there's no way I'm going to fight that man in my life. And and he also looks like Captain America and Chewbacca had a little bit of a thing at one point, and there he is. So it's very intimidating. I've never seen a man that with that much hair everywhere. It's like, what the hell? Um, but, yeah, that moment was I, – I was actually embarrassed – because I could not believe everything I'm taking back Go on, hit, from that panel. Hit us with the list. What did you walk away with as the Mike Tickum Trivia Contest they, winner? Well, well, it, the shirt was part of it, and then I got the exclusive uh, pin set for the convention. They also gave me uh, the Wolf King Customs exclusive Furious 4 uh, non-painted set, uh, so you can have some more accessories, like Crocs, for the yeah. Travis uh, skeleton, which amused me, and then they gave me two Furious Four packs, and then Cornboy walks in with a with a uh, uh, headless horseman because he forgot oh, stuff that he was going to bring, and so now that's apparently getting sent to me over the mail, and I'm like, I I did not expect any of this. Like <laughs> I just went in thinking Anthony wins everything. Of course he's going to win. So that was that was one of the craziest moments of the whole convention for me. Well, and you, and you got good news the day before from Mondo. I don't know if you want to share that. Oh, well, 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 hold on to that one. We got, we, yeah, we... well, <laughs> thank you, thank you for that as well, because that Spoilers. one, I actually shared that with, with, uh, Thomas Rydberg 
And and he almost hugged me when I told him because he he was just like, oh my god, I can't believe it worked. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think it would either. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do some we'll, stuff we'll get like into that. that later. To, yeah, we'll get into that later. Very nice. And I, I'm just proud of my boy because I have ran him through the ringer many times on trivia contests. Yeah. That's kind of my thing, and uh, he represented <laughs> the podcast very, very well. I'm hoping what, that that pops I, up at some point on their channel. It did. It, oh, it's it there now? last night because I got the, the, audio. the whole thing finally. The audio. They didn't They didn't do the video. Yeah, they didn't what? do video, but the audio version. I was supposed to get to see a truffle yeah. shuffle. And the naked bear man. You gotta come to Legion's Con. <sighs> yeah. What good are you? You Billy all have to do it here. You all have phone cameras. Where's some my things, video? You just some things you have to be there for. I know. John's I truffle shuffle. That's the best I can do. <laughs> Billy's Billy's power bomb might yeah. break down at the end of the show. <laughs> you know, you just gotta come in person to experience the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Next year, next year, Jesse, your favorite. This is this is impossible to answer. I, I'm not even going to cringe at myself for saying, but gen, genuinely meeting people yeah. that I've been talking to for the past year, like, and there's just too many people to name. I mean, like, yeah. Curtis and 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 Billy, like, meeting you guys in person was definitely something I was really looking for. Unfortunately, I had two extra days to get yeah. to spend with you guys. That we weren't on that floor, um, but uh, I mean, yeah, getting getting tapped by Cornboy to go up for the the presentation was yeah. was really cool, and just like it's it's surreal to think a year ago I wasn't really into this, not yeah negatively. I just hadn't gotten that involved yet to to where it's come, and because of all of the community between Sean not twisting my arm to go last year, but kind of like, he's like, no, nah, come on, it'll be fun. So like, you know, and getting to do all of this with Sean was definitely, um, you know, wouldn't, it would not have been the same without Sean. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. Likewise. Very nice. Very nice. Billy. Oh God. It, it really kind of, <laughs> Just kind of how Jesse said, it was meeting everybody. Like I got to hang out, I got to hang out with Motu Joe and Russ from Retro Lag, uh, Retro Rags Limited for a little yeah, bit there. It, oh god, just talking to them was great. Um, talking to everybody from like Lady Tank Studios and Detour Customs and the Four Horsemen Studio, just on like a normal level, not like I love your toys. No, it's just like mm-hmm. oh, you know, oh, we gotta get this done. Try to get this done. Just just normal conversations with people were super. Super cool, but uh, what, what, what would be the what would the best thing? And it's not a power bomb, I'm Curtis. We're <laughs> related. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> it's number one thing. Uh, Billy, ABF now. shirt, ABF yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah. In corn boy, tell me, it's like stand up, spin around, and show off my Matthew Rodriguez made. Yep. ABF yeah. sucks shirt, and. I wish someone would have gave up their seat so I could have sat on that G-Con live stream and just been there with the ABF suck shirt and the battle head, <laughs> head there yep. and just, oh, but no one would give up their seat. But it was worth it. It was it was, it was fantastic. We were proud of you, though. Don't you worry. We were all oh, proud of you. I was just like, man, I should have brought extra shirts. I could have got, if I knew what size Corn Boy was, I would have bought him a shirt to wear at G-Con. 
What do you have against that Next shipping year. company? Maybe. <laughs> ABM. Yeah, the yeah. shipping comp- yeah, company or the, the lifestyle choice. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you know, you know. Oh, God. Oh, good Curtis? times. Curtis, finish us off. Um, You know, everybody said it, like meeting everybody, like getting to uh, have Joe Russo make me a drink, and that's just a beautiful <laughs> man. Um, He's just gorgeous. And, uh, are you, you just, blushing a little? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Babysitting some drunk people in the lobby a couple nights uh, was it was a good one. Um, but I, I think the top two for me, uh, one would be when the my wife is going to kill me guys showed up at the hotel after we had been waiting and texting them and trying to figure out where they're at. <laughs> Apparently, they got a secret top secret meeting at the studio sure. that none of us knew about. Um, but then they show up at the hotel, and I can only equate it to like the Beatles showing up at a hotel or something and just like walking in one at a time and like just everybody just flocking over there. It's just, it was, it was amazing with them walking in the door. Um, and then my absolute number one highlight of the weekend was the Wolf King customs breakout session. Um, you know, we, I had talked to Len several months ago about, you know, trying to, you know, kind of do like a customizing tutorial or like, you know, uh, we start with pop and swap, maybe talk about some painting, that kind of thing. And it, it kind of grew legs as we went along. And, and I brought a bunch of mythic parts. Len brought a bunch of mythic parts and some, some fodder. Uh, we brought some hands and feet packs. And, and then the, I think the big thing that helped was I reached out to some people in the community, um, that we were used as our experts. So we had Dorklair, we had Jesse, we had Luis Torres, uh, Patrick Boyle. Uh, David Williams, and then obviously Jeremy Gerard, uh, Mr. LBC himself. And so we brought all these people in here that had never once popped apart a Mythic Legion. And we just kind of split them up and put them with these different experts. And seeing their faces light up when they started popping these things apart and putting different things together, and they're like, like, like first they're like real timid and they're trying to like, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you just, just rip this apart. Like, oh, 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 and then they, they go to put a new one on and like, they just light up. Like, it's that easy. Yeah. It's that easy. Like, well, this is fun. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what this line's about. And I mean, there were some people in there like old man, Kyle, you know, he's mm-hmm. been around mythic legions for years and he's collected them. He's got, he's got plenty, but he's never really customized or even popped his swap. And seeing somebody like that, then all of a sudden just glow like, oh, there's like you can just see their mind going like all the different possibilities they could do. So opening that up for some other people was definitely the highlight of the weekend for me um, because I enjoy this. I know Jesse and, and, and we've, you know, all, the, all these people that are in this community that do this customizing really enjoy it and love it. And so to open that part of somebody's brain up for them was was definitely the best part of the weekend. That was definitely one of the farther reaching ones too, because uh, it was Christopher Kelly. I was over at the My Wife Is Gonna Kill Me booth. He ran up and was like, "Look, look what I made! Look what I did!" And I was like, "Oh, he's so happy!" <laughs> nice. The, the the cool thing about that uh, session actually was uh, Curtis had a coin he was giving out to people <laughs> and saying, "Hey, you're invited to this." And here's here's basically your invitation. It was a coin for Wolf King Customs, 
and I didn't notice it until today. It's actually upstairs on my desk. I forgot to bring it down for this. So I'll take a photo of it and I'll send it to you after we're done. But uh, we were talking uh, highly about Len earlier and on the edge going around the coin, it says, be good, do good, and treat, on, treat others the way you would want to be treated. So right nice. there with every single one that was going out, there's that intention behind it as well where, you know, Len is doing so, – I mean, every time I've seen Len, hey, Sean, what size shirt are you? Yeah. It's like I don't even give him money. He just throws a shirt at me, so I get a new wardrobe every time I've seen the man. And you know, doing the doing the hoodies, doing all the the like the the banners and all that stuff. And it's like you know, yeah, talk about a pillar of the community right there. And I love that he had that message on there because that is small kind nugget. Of our, our small nugget about that coin. He was yeah. painting those all the way up till Legion's Con. Yeah. Oh, like, really? Because like, he printed all those, and then he yeah. was painting them to, so that we could hand out. So he spent the week leading up to Legion's Con getting all those ready to hand out. So those are oh, all painted. Wow. When I first that saw it, I thought it was metal uh, because he really Same did a here. good job on it. But, yeah, no, they're – Very good job painting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other message, Dirty Jersey. Dirty Jersey. Dirty Jersey, yeah, 2022. <laughs> That's what I saw, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not so hidden no not so hidden no no it, it made me think of lord of the rings where you got the inscription on the ring and when i turned it around i started reading and i'm like oh my god i feel like gandalf right now that's so cool <laughs> you just get some uh silly putty or uh, uh clay or something and just roll it across and uh, yeah yeah like or, or, or put ink on it and roll it and you get like a type type writer type writer Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right, guys. I think that's an episode. Uh, I want to thank Sean Skavarna, Jesse Arnold, Will White, and Curtis Ackerman. Thank you all for joining me today. Uh, so I got to hear about everything I missed out on, and I hope not to, everything. Hope to make not it. everything. Well, you told me a lot behind the scenes too that we won't get into for uh, so we don't damage Billy's reputation too much, but. Uh, this is the moment smash buttons like share subscribe all that stuff uh, but most importantly until next time I'm going to go cry in the corner for missing legions con oh come on Oh!